Are you getting tired of those overbearing future in-laws? If you are, well, this episode is dedicated to you. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 78 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi. And Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about setting boundaries with them, overbearing future in-laws. Woo! This is a rough one, guys. (laughs) Why do you say that? That It's so easy. Because there are struggles. It's not easy. It's easy. Many people struggle with this. Yeah. And we struggled with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I think like, let's talk about this because a lot of you who are listening to this right now might be facing this while you're dating, while you're engaged, and probably even being married with the overbearing in-laws. It doesn't end. Like, you can't change people, um, but you can learn how to handle people when they become a little intrusive in your relationship. So like a little bit about me, the reason why I struggled with this when we were engaged is because that was just kind of like my upbringing. I was raised in a strict household, an Asian parent household, the typical stereotypical stuff that you see in movies and stuff about how there's, you can't like, I didn't, I felt like I didn't have any independence, any freedom, any autonomy, any power to speak what was really what I was really feeling to them and because I've been just like silencing my 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 mouth and my voice of what I really wanted in my life um it I struggled with this during our engagement because that's just how I I was raised I mean one of the reasons why I left my house was because of this reason like I didn't have the autonomy and I join the military. I didn't want to deal with a lot of the things like I felt I felt like I was being so yeah, I was feeling suffocated. I didn't feel like I was being treated like a an adult, which is why I just completely avoid I tried to avoid the conflict and moved out of my house and served in the military. And uh yeah, that's kind of my backstory. I can relate to that, except for me, I ran away to college. (laughs) Um, But I was raised by my mom, single parent, with the help of my grandparents. And I was always the good child. I was the only child, but I was was a good child. I was very spoiled. Um, (laughs) But I was also the good grandchild um, on my mom's side because I always said yes. I always did what I was told. I always just went along with whatever was happening and helped around. And I was raised to be an independent woman like my mom. And that kind of worked against her (laughs) as I got older because I wanted to 
um, live more of my life. And when I started saying no to things she wanted to do or places she wanted to go or things I wanted in my own life that didn't involve her, there was a lot of conflict and tension. Yeah, I can only imagine like how you were experiencing all this stuff, mainly because your mom was divorced and she experienced this. And it's hard to have like for me, like it got a little bit easier when I got older. It started getting a little bit more easier because my parents started to kind of understand and they started to be able to balance each other out. Mm -hmm. But since your mom was alone, I can only imagine like there's no man in her life to kind of balance her out and be like, hey, you should probably let her go live her life a little bit right so i yeah i became my mom's one and only and because the divorce was a huge disappointment in her life i guess i kind of felt like i didn't want to be disappointing her as well Mm. which is why i was such a a daughter or mother pleaser (laughs) Mm. Got it. I was going to say I resonate with that. I'm like, but I'm not a mother pleaser, so I can't resonate you're, with you're that. You're a parent pleaser. <laughs> <laughs> but we both struggled with this. Um, having like this type of upbringing, saying yes to everything, and not being able to have that power to speak our truth. And when we got engaged, this is where we started experiencing a lot of difficulties. And a lot of it did stir up from because of how we we lived our lives in the past, but can you share a little bit about some insight of our engagement? Mm, This is, it was joyful, but this is also where poop hit the fan. Poop. With, um, (laughs) in regards to like boundaries with future in-laws, we just felt like we were walking on shells a lot and it was super tiring because we wanted this to be a joyful time in our lives being engaged getting ready for the sacrament of matrimony but it just it was there's a lot of anxiety at the same time and when we would try to express like how we're feeling and what we wanted we just felt like we weren't being heard or what we wanted was being respected and i was just tired of us not being able to live the way that we truly desired. And another thing to add to that is that Sarah couldn't even share with her mom that she was engaged. That's how bad it was, you guys. Like, if you can't even share with your parents, like, the day that you got engaged, that you got engaged. Like, that's how real it was for the both of us. Like, and I knew that there was going to be something... Like there's going to be like this whole new journey for me being the future husband of Sarah and I was going to get probably destroyed by her family. But I was ready. I was ready to take on whatever because I was in love with her and I'm going to do whatever it takes to to do God's will for my life because this is something that we both talked about and we both discerned very well. You were knew where we were going. Yeah. Um, but not all the time. It was still a struggle. Um, but it was, it really helped out that we were able to kind of help each other out during those, those hard times. I remember hearing a lot of our family members say things that really just surprised me. Like you should get married in three years. Like we got engaged already, you guys. And we're hearing this from other people. Like you should just stop what you're doing. Get engaged. I mean, get married in like three or four years. 
Um, like get get to know each other more because you don't know each other. And this like really pissed me off, guys. I'm like, who are you to tell me like I don't know my partner? Are you in my relationship? Like, do you are you listening in on our all of our conversations, on all of our dates? Like, you don't know our relationship, so you can't say that we're not ready. Especially if we felt like we discerned marriage very well. Yeah, and then another one was like. What else? He was, they were saying like, oh, oh. So one of the reasons why we got engaged as well was because I was like that next year I would have to move away from Hawaii. Work was going to be forcing me out of the island. So that was one of the reasons why we we're like, hey, let's get engaged. We already know we're getting, we're feeling called to marriage, so let's do it now. Um, and then you could come with me. When we moved, and I wanted and, to go with you. <laughs> yeah, but w- w- some of the things that we're hearing is like, oh, you should li- you should do a long distance relationship, and you know the heart grows fonder when you're so much farther away from each other. And like, we know long distance works for some couples, but from our own personal experiences, we choose not to do long distance relationships. Fail. No, like if we could choose. If we had the power to choose in our relationship what we should be living out, I would not want to have a long distance relationship <laughs> with you. Like that's not the last. Like I don't want to. I don't want my heart to grow fonder with you to just force myself to move across the state, across the 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 nation. You it doesn't probably, make sense. You probably forget about me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so it was okay. So I'm sorry. Like we're kind of like heated talking about this because this was a heated. Time. time in our lives this was really hard you guys and we had to learn how to figure this out before we entered marriage because we knew everything that we were experiencing before marriage would be amplified if we were to get married so we had to figure this whole thing out and we had to learn bottom line how to learn how to set healthy boundaries with family members while we're doing all the wedding planning. Yeah, because there's just so much crying on, on my end. <laughs> yeah, it, I, and so much consoling on my end. Yes, and it was it was quite a burden. Like, I would go to sleep crying. I would wake up, be afraid of the new day. Something would happen, and I would end up crying. Um, I'd be at work, and I'm crying. <laughs> it was rough. It like, was rough. Like, our conversations would be not about anything joyful it just be about oh my mom said this my blah said this and i'm like gosh right and if we kept the suffering and if we kept going on this path of like not creating boundaries or anything we probably wouldn't be together because i know that because it was such a hard time in our relationship i was even like second guessing like is this even worth getting married Mm -hmm. if i'm doing this to my family um but then rafi opened my eyes and he's like no don't let them do that to you that's just their way of trying to manipulate you and i was like oh yeah no i still want to marry you (laughs) yeah it was crazy you guys and we had to learn this new concept of setting healthy boundaries again something that we did not do growing up but now that we were in this place where we we're so much conflicted and had tension in our relationship, 
we had to figure this out. And once we figured this skill out, we we got on the same page with everything. Everything started to fall together. We actually got married. I can only imagine, like, if we didn't know how to do this, we probably wouldn't be married, to be honest. We'd probably be tearing each other apart and maybe siding with our family. Mm. Uh, But no, we got married. We actually had the wedding that we actually wanted. Not what what our parents or what our family or friends envisioned for us. It was something that we both wanted. Mm -hmm. And... It just gave us more peace in marriage to create these boundaries because it protects our marriage, our relationship, because we're truly clinging on to one another. We're separating from our parents to cling on to one another and become one. And, you know, it might be a rough time right now with your your parents or your future in-laws Um, But just also be kind to them as well because they are transitioning too. Just how you're transitioning into this new stage of life. They are learning how to adjust to losing their baby in a sense. Definitely having empathy. Um, But learning how to set healthy boundaries with them. Uh, ultimately in our relationship it's really transformed everything we have we had a stronger teamwork we started to have more confidence and more trust in each other with the decisions that we were making for our wedding for our marriage and we were just on the same page we knew what we wanted and we would do whatever it takes to get there right Um, there was no, no kind of swaying left or right or oh you know what i'm just gonna do it how my parents wanted like it was like what do we want? Mm-hmm. And this was like the first time we've ever experienced the ability to do this in our lives um, in the most raw and authentic way to really express what we really wanted and going after what we wanted despite what our the closest people in our lives were wanting for us. And while you're creating those boundaries, you're also creating that security in your relationship to feel safe in your relationship and with your partner, like how Rafi was saying, the trust and the confidence that all plays into feeling safe. Yes. So bottom line, you who are listening to this right now, who are struggling with this problem, you need to master the skill of setting boundaries If you want to create a stronger relationship bond with your partner, it must be done. It's not a, it should, or maybe I'll try it out. You know, it has to be done. If you want to create a stronger relationship bond, if you want to create a stronger marriage, if you want to create a marriage that lasts a lifetime, you're going to need to learn this skill. It's crucial. It'll destroy marriages if you don't. And We don't want that to happen to you in your future, whatever God has in store for you. So some things that you have to do when setting boundaries is number one, you have got to speak your truth to your family members. You got to let them know how their acting is making you feel. You can't withhold this information, even though it might be uncomfortable having this conversation with them. You've just got to speak your truth. And when you speak your truth, you 
you don't say something already expecting whether or not they're going to accept it or acknowledge it. It doesn't matter how they react to you speaking your truth. What matters is that you spoke your truth. You didn't withhold what you truly desired. You didn't withhold what your true feelings were about what they said, about what they're trying to imply in your relationship. You've got to speak your truth. But like with with Sarah, what 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 she said, you got to do it in a way that's respectful, and you got to do it in a way that's loving. And just know that they're not a mind reader, right? And then the second thing you're gonna want to do is to not betray your partner. Again, you want to cling to them, and you don't want to have to have that additional stress in your relationship by siding with your family and leaving no, no. your partner alone. That's not being one. That's not good practices of being one. Um, that's the opposite. That's causing tension and division. So definitely stick together, be a team, and create boundaries together. And lastly, keep the boundaries that you guys set as a couple, because there's no point in creating the boundaries if you're just gonna go back to your old ways of how you were doing things with your parents or your in-laws. Yeah, whatever you set, and if you just continue to compromise your own boundaries, they're just gonna think of it like, oh, you know what? They don't really care, so I'm just gonna continue doing this. And that boundary that you set is just completely nothing. And it's then not you'll keep boundary anymore. And then you'll keep feeling frustrated. Yeah. So don't get into this perpetual cycle by just keeping the boundaries that you set. So with that being said. Set your boundaries, speak your truth, you guys, and be one as a couple when you're going through these challenges. And we wanted to offer you something that we're excited about because this is what we teach couples. We teach couples how to set boundaries. We teach couples how to have that conversation with their parents, their in-laws that are being overbearing on the relationship. We help you guys become more of a team and not having to side with each other's partners and being on the same page with what you guys are going and keeping the boundaries that you're setting. And we teach this in our, our program called the Holy Couples Coaching Program, which is open for enrollment. What? And it's only open for enrollment for a few days uh, because this is an exclusive opportunity and there's only limited spots available. So... You need to go to our show notes to click and apply. You got to apply and we, we actually have to do an interview with you to see if you'd actually be a good fit for our program. But this is just one of the skills that we help couples develop because we know this is crucial for marital success, whether it be your marriage right now, if you are married or if you're not. Because if you don't have to, if you don't figure this out before you enter marriage, all the problems that you're experiencing right now amplifies. So we want you to be able to learn the skills so that you know to handle these challenges in a more healthy and a more productive way together. So if that's something that you resonate with and something that you want to develop and master in your relationship, apply to our Holy Couples Coaching Program. Go to our show notes and apply. With that being said, praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. 
Take care and God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until Until next time, time, future future spouses. spouses.